Hi, good morning. My name's Mandy. I'd like to welcome you to the Ambitions podcast today. I'm joined by Andy Proctor from NatWest Bank, and we're going to talk about business finance. Hi, Mandy. Good to see you. Morning. Morning. So, Andy, if you could just start by perhaps telling people what you do for us for Ambitions. Okay, yeah, that's fine. So, I've been your bank manager, I think, now for 12, 13, 14 years. Yeah. Um, so, I've worked in Lincoln. Long enough. Yeah, yeah long enough. <laughs> I've worked in Lincoln um, since 1990. For the bank. Uh, I'm a relationship director and my role is to look after a number of clients. So that's providing finance and looking after their general banking needs and other possible areas we can help. So with yourself Mandy we've been providing the main uh, funding lines for your business particularly in terms of your growth path you know it, it, you need you need that finance to grow and we've been providing that for you over that period yeah. and hopefully over that period we've built a good relationship um, I know your business pretty well. I think you know me and us pretty well. And I think that's important, isn't it, that we actually do know yeah. each other's business. I think it's probably easy to get a bank where you don't see anybody, don't see a human face, but that has been particularly important for Claire and I, that we've got somebody that we know, knows us, trusts us, you know, we trust them. I think that's been really, really important for no, us. No, that's, so that's really good to hear because we, we work hard on that and that's how we try and differentiate by actually being local. Being a face of Getting them. involved and being accessible and and trying to get involved and understand the business beyond what we just provide. So I think that's really important for us. That's really good to hear. Thank you. And I'm just, I didn't know you'd been in Lincoln since 1990. We came together. Yeah. <laughs> didn't realise yeah. that. Absolutely. I've been in the bank a bit longer than that, but I hate i hate to admit how many years. But no, because now we're sounding old. Yeah, sounding really <laughs> old. 40 plus, so. But a few, a few left. So obviously you provide that service to us. What are the other options for perhaps new or existing companies, um, you know, in terms of business finance for growth or continuity? Okay, well, there's a, there's a number of options and uh, sometimes it depends where that business is in its growth path. So for yourself, we provided an invoice finance facility. So that's where we, as a bank, provide a percentage of the value of your debtors. So the amount of money you build your customers for, you obviously have to wait for that to be paid and we will provide you finance immediately um, normally we go to 85-90% of that amount, so you're getting your cash earlier, and then that's funding your business in terms of your costs and, and the growth path. So that's that's one option. That's probably a, a really good option for people for a business that's growing. Is that available for all companies? I mean, from scratch, you can do that. It is available for all companies from scratch. There are certain sectors that it, it doesn't work very well. So where there's um, so in the construction sector, yeah. where there's um, contracts, so where it can get quite messy if the bank ever had to recover the funds because of the contractual nature of, of construction particularly. Yeah. So that's one area where it's the bank tend not to operate. But generally for businesses that are making things or providing a service that's quite easy to see and is tangible, it's a pretty straightforward process. So that's one area. So that's funding working capital. So that invoice finance is really there to fund the working capital needs of a business as it grows. So when you're growing, you absorb cash because you know, you're know you more money by your customers. Um, so you need finance for that. So that's one area. Um, other areas, we do loans. So we do loans for buying fixed assets. So whether that's property, machinery, vehicles. So we do straightforward loans there um, in terms of new businesses and existing businesses. We can do the loans for property generally through the bank, um, for machinery and cars and, and that sort of finance. We go through Lombard Business Finance, which is part of the bank, so that's more short-term lending. 
where they'll lend against the asset value. The bank tend to lend against a property value uh, when it's doing the longer term asset finance. We also provide card facilities for you, so for administration and um, payments, um, which is becoming more prevalent in terms of people accepting cards for payment. So they're the three main areas where we support businesses. We normally, for a start, for a new business, we, we do look, we do lend money to new businesses. We'd normally look for some forecasts in terms of um, what that business expects to do um, and how how much funding it needs. So we'd we'd recommend a business always to engage with a, an accountant from the off in terms of um, helping model the, the finances to go to the bank um, and seek money. Do you find them very accurate? From experience, I've never seen a forecast that's been accurate. No, because it's a forecast, yeah. so it gives you. Having said that, they are they are modelling an expected performance. Yeah, well, you and as we know in life, ones, yeah. things, you know things come along and change. Um, so it's it's a model that is an expectation. We sensitise that, so we we get the forecast from a, an accountant, and we probably put some sensitivities around that. Around well, what if the sales aren't you know 10 yeah, percent less what if the yeah. margin's not as much what if the costs are higher because um, staff costs go up you know you've had the minimum wage living wage all those things so we would sensitize yeah. um, any forecast we receive to make sure there's good margin in there to cover the unexpected we'd also take a view on it, are, are the customers being realistic in terms of their sales position you know is what's their position in the market what's their usp in the market Mm. Um, how are they going to differentiate from other players? So what's the basis of their sales figure? Do you think new companies probably overestimate what they're going to do? Generally, mm. yeah. I'm I trying think, to think. I don't know from your experience. Started, I guess yeah. it's always harder than you think it's going to be, isn't it? I think when you start, I don't know from your experience, but yeah. Well, I think the problem is if you're not, if you're in business, you're not particularly always a finance person. And I always remember being asked to do our first, you know, expected, you know, where we thought we were going to be. And it really was pulling a figure out of the sky, do you know what I mean? But I think people are quite optimistic. I'm quite an optimistic person, so I was sort of thinking, yeah, of course we'll do that much. But And I remember first meeting the banks, and obviously probably by nature tend to be slightly more pessimistic than probably somebody starting in a business. So I suppose it's finding that common ground and whether you know the people who are talking, do you think they're credible and that sort of thing. If you're starting in business... Hopefully you will be optimistic, won't you? Well, so. I think you have to be optimistic to actually go and do it. Yeah. So you'll have a different mindset to somebody like me. I don't think I'm a pessimistic person, but yeah. in the bank you're taught to look at the to what, degree what if, what yeah. ifs and what might happen. Yeah. So you, so I don't think we're, we're pessimistic necessarily, but we're probably more cautious and, and cautious. That's and, a better word. Yeah, and looking <laughs> at the 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 things that might not quite work. Yeah. You're bound. I think every entrepreneur customer I've worked with, fantastically optimistic because I think you have to be to actually go on that journey and, and start your own business. Yeah. And you have to be robust to get, you know, to then meet the challenges and all those things. So when I joined the bank, it used to, it used to be a, a bit more straightforward than it is now in terms of processes, but th- those fundamentals are still the same, which are around, you know, assessing the individual. Yeah. So, we're, you know, we are assessing the individual and their abilities and their and over time it gets easier because you obviously know us now don't you so you'll think "Mm." and those and they see individuals who drive the financial performance yeah it's not the other way around so you can have you know two very similar businesses in a sector one could be doing very well and one not so well and the difference will be the people people in it yeah and and, you know that's something i've learned over the the years that you know you do back the individual. We do look at the numbers because that's our, that's our game. But we we look at the drivers of those numbers, which is which is which are the business owners and, and their team. So it's a balance of the two. Generally, the numbers are the, the critical things because because we deal with numbers. But 
it's very important for us to understand the non-financials that, that drive those. And you worry about my numbers, important. and I won't have to. That's the yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> Don't my worry thing. about your numbers. Don't worry about mine. No. no. Okay. But no, so it's you know for me it's really interesting because everyone's different. Everything's different. Everyone's different. Yeah. You know, it's really different. Interesting for me that I've got so many different clients. And, and you do go into lots of different businesses, and, different and I sectors, guess you, yeah. yeah. Um, and you learn from people, and you share that learning with the, your customers. So, yeah. you know, my job's to hopefully I'm employed by the bank, so I have to deliver for the bank. But I always think if I deliver for my customers and help my customers deliver, yeah. I'm de- not only delivering for me and the bank, I'm delivering for the customer. Because we would ask you, economy. wouldn't we? We would ask your opinion, and I think that's yeah. important. Because if you don't have people like you or your accountant or you know solicitors that sort of thing to mm. ask to, to back it up, then you know, sometimes we are plucking a figure out the sky, aren't we? Because yeah, we're yeah. not really sure where yeah. we're going. So. so it's important we understand, and that's where the accountants are really important, I think, in terms of giving credibility to, to what you provide by overseeing the figures for you, advising of the assumptions behind the figures so we can understand the basis of what you're providing and what you're trying to deliver. So there's a, there's, I think there's a key role for, the, you know, your key trusted partners, I guess, if we want to have a better phrase, in terms of your bank, your accountant, your solicitor, to support you. Yeah. In terms of so you better success. not retire. Well, neither of us. <laughs> you tell me first, and I'll. <laughs> You'll follow. Yeah. I'll follow. Right. <laughs> okay, Mandy. So yeah, so we've talked about the, you know how the bank can help. I was just wondering, you've been in business now for since 1990. So yeah, long years. Yeah. Thirty years. Yeah, we hate to say it, don't we? I just wonder what the the main financial, the biggest financial challenges you found during that time. Um, I remember probably about, well, I just remember getting to a critical point where we won a very large contract and Claire and I sort of thought, oh, this is good, off we go. And then obviously somebody said, how are you going to finance it? And we just sort of thought in our head, well, it's a big company, it's a big contract, we'll get easily financed. It wasn't quite as simple as we thought, so it was a bit more sort of red tape. Um, it was before your days, but it was particularly important to us that we had even your predecessor, bank manager, who understood what we did. Because I could see that if it was somebody we didn't know or, you know, new new position, that people were nervous because, you know, we went from being of a reasonable size to being much bigger by winning one or two very large contracts. So we were suddenly faced with the prospect of actually you might not be able to to service the contract because somebody's got to fund it. So, I mean, we did, thank goodness. But I remember that being particularly challenging. Obviously, you know, there are other things that, that sort of come up if, if somebody changes. So I remember when you first came along, we were very nervous. You know, we lost a bank manager that we'd had since virtually when we started. And I, I don't know if people sort of think about how important it is it's a face to it because I'm sure you're aware I've had some niggly things on the way, which haven't been you, that have been other things in the bank. And I think it's been particularly important to have you. Had we not had you, um, I think it would be difficult for people to deal with banks, etc. Because, you know, it, it's so automated now, isn't it? It's so, yeah. you know, ask the press the right button, etc. to get the answer. When often, when you're in business, you actually want a human being, you want somebody to ring. So we have definitely had challenges on the way where, had we not had a good bank manager, I can see we would have suffered... Um, or had to even, you know, perhaps even turn things down because you have to have the confidence to say, I can supply staff in high volumes. You've, you've got to be able to finance that, haven't you, at the end of the day? So um, we've definitely had that on our 30-year journey because we made some quite big jumps at certain times and we just were probably optimistic that somebody would fund it and thankfully they did. Yeah, and in terms of that process, I think for, for me um, and for us, it's, as I said earlier, it's, it's involving your other professional advisors yeah. To reinforce and give the credibility behind yeah. your plan and, 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 and what you're looking to achieve. 
your track record obviously helps yeah significantly as well in terms of when you come to the, you know when you came to the bank for that increase so yeah. you'd, you'd proven your abilities and the model it is a partnership though isn't it i mean like you said there's lots of professionals but you definitely can't run a business on your own i think you you might think you can but without the other people around you it's like people inside but also outside you know the bank has obviously been huge for us uh, and it's got to be a good partnership otherwise it wouldn't work no, that's that's important and we you know i always think for me, it's a privilege to work with business customers and help, and I think that's what what we try and do to differentiate. So yes, a lot of it is automated now, but the, there's still that importance of that personal involvement and that understanding, which a, you know an automated system can't yeah. deliver. And we also have good relationships with the local professionals who and your other professional advisors, which again means we work as a team to support you. We know we cannot have the ability to do what you do in terms of running your business because it's a totally different thing to what we do but we know it's important we can't do it without you we're an important you. part yep. of supporting you and your success so long may it continue we hope it does not yeah. sure how many more years 